Hey, Taco the Towners, just a quick note before we start the show. This Saturday, June 15th, Taco the Town will be recording our show live on location at the Loud and Local Festival in Riverside, Missouri. Loud and Local is a sustainable one-day music and art event, and get this, Loud and Local is featuring in concert former Taco the Town guests like Nathan Juries, Chris Cardwell, Heidi Lynn Gluck, Calvin Arsenia, and even Sun Eaters. The band who perform all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Will they perform the Taco the Town theme song at Loud and Local? You'll have to attend to find out. Loud and Local, this Saturday, June 15th in Rockin' Riverside, Missouri. Check out Loud and Local on Facebook for more info. Now, let's get to the show. To Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until my sixth grade home economics teacher, Pam Kissing, the teacher who taught me how to make tacos, tells me that it's the right time for me to taco about it. Today, we'll be reviewing another great place in Kansas City to get tacos. We'll be joined by a special guest who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. It's early in the morning. The sun has just risen. I just woke up. This is the earliest in quite a while that I've woken up this early. And I'm hungry. And that means this week we're talking breakfast tacos. A first here on Taco the Town. So this week's taco destination is Red Kitchen Tamales. Located at 8750 Penrose Lane, Lenexa, Kansas, 66219 in the fancy beautiful new Lenexa City Center development out here in Lenexa. Red Kitchen Tamales is an authentic Mexican-style street food stand. They serve burritos for breakfast, tacos for breakfast with eggs, potato, cheese, and tomatillo sauce. You can add chorizo, sausage, or bacon. For lunch, they have burritos, tortas. Their traditional tamales are available all day on Tuesdays and Saturdays. They support local businesses by sourcing many of our ingredients right here in Lenexa. And they are now selling small batch six-inch pork fat and duck fat flour tortillas made by Caramello Tortillas in Lawrence. Their hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 7.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. And Sunday, 7.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. And they are closed on Mondays. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guest. Our guest 
this week on Taco the Town is the host and creator of the Open Belly Podcast, a great local Kansas City podcast focusing on Kansas City's vibrant and diverse food culture. Her podcast encourages her listeners to keep an open mind and what's the other? And an open belly. Open belly. I thought there was another. There might be an open heart as well. Open That'd heart. be good. Okay. She's also the founder and CEO of Boxer and Mutt, a digital design agency based in Kansas City. She has consulted with many culinary startups and CPG brands, providing digital marketing and design services. She also once worked at MySpace. I'm going to ask you about that for sure. She has a degree in communication from the University of California, Santa Barbara. Welcome to Taco the Town. Danielle Lehman. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. And thank you for introducing me to this beautiful new destination here in Lenexa, Kansas. Yeah, it's nice, right? Really nice. I love it here. So you you reviewed Sohala's Kitchen on your podcast and it's right next to Red Kitchen here, right? That's right. Yeah. So Hala's Kitchen is a Pakistani restaurant here in the public market. The owners are wonderful. They've only been open less than a year and their food is phenomenal. This is a cool spot because it gives them a lot of, you know, startup restaurateurs an opportunity to to open their restaurant at pretty low cost. So there's a lot of great up and coming food concepts here. Yeah, and you would never I mean, this place has just grown up in the last, I'd say, two years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's popping up and there's so much stuff being built out here. I guess the is that an aquatic center going in across from us? I don't know. Besides a Gomer's Liquors yeah. and a Marriott, there's going to be like a big uh, a, uh, a swimming pool, I guess. Indoor swimming pool area? Oh, I, I don't guess. know. There, I know there's a new rec center right here that yeah. is pretty nice. There's a brand new library. There's all these awesome apartments. Like, I kind of want to move over here because you yeah, have everything gonna say, you need. I was going to say, have you spent much time in Lenexa? No. Just to come eat. <laughs> That's <a> <laughs> Okay, I've got some Lenexa facts for you. Oh. These are fun facts about Lenexa. Do you know much about Lenexa? I know very little okay, about so Lenexa. Okay, so I'm going to blow your mind here. Here's some fun Lenexa facts. In 1858, gunfighter Wild Bill Hickok once lived in Lenexa hmm. and was the constable of the nearby Monte. Cello Township. I did not know that. I guess he moved away pretty quick. He's like, nothing's really going on out here. (laughs) I got to move. Another Lenexa fun fact. The name Lenexa comes from a uh, Shawnee Indian princess, Nanexi Blackhoof, the widow of Chief Blackhoof. I'm not sure why they didn't name it Nanexi. Nanexi, I think they pronounced it wrong. Like most things, they Oh, yeah. So they said Lenexa? Is that what you said your name was? And that's when they called it. So Nenexi is the origin of the name Lenexa. Uh, Lenexa was once known as the spinach capital of the world. Interesting. In the 1930s and celebrates every September with the Lenexa Spinach Festival. I can't imagine that that's a very popular festival with the children. (laughs) I know. Must have been when like, isn't the Popeye cartoon, didn't they like create make spinach what made him strong to yeah. get kids to eat spinach. <clears throat> Did it, it work though? I don't think it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Except here in Lenexa where <laughs> everyone eats spinach <laughs> all the time. I don't know why they don't have a little spinach stand here. They should. They really should. To celebrate their, their past, you know? Yeah. Also, Lenexa is famous for its bumper sticker, which you used to see around town. I like Lenexa. I, and I like Lenexa also. I like it too. They it's need great. to get those bumper stickers. I, I would take up. one. This is going to be the new. I mean, Lenexa has a cool old downtown yeah. by the railroad tracks with the barber shop and all that stuff. But this is going to be, I think, the new city center. Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, I love that they're doing a lot of mixed use development. You can live upstairs, go downstairs and get your coffee and eat lunch and do all your shopping. There's a great farmer's market. So and there's an art gallery, yeah. which is yeah. pretty cool. 
And there's a liquor store. So yeah. what else do you need? And there's that Orange Theory yeah. Fitness. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of other cool stuff popping up here. But this place is great. So tell me about your podcast. It's a great podcast. And your music, your theme, just first off, your, your, your <laughs> music is amazing. I think Thank you. maybe Taco the Town and Open Belly have the two best theme music intros in all of Kansas City podcasting. Thank you. Real club mixes, I guess, yeah. you know. So who, who wrote your theme? I found him on a website called Musicbed. I think his name is pronounced Lax City. It's L-A-X City. Oh, yeah. Nice. But he's not from L.A., like L-A-X City. Just Lax City, I guess. Oh. But I interacted with him on Instagram. He's a pretty cool dude, and he's starting to blow up. So I like supporting him, and I liked the music. Yeah, I mean, I think you could drop our theme songs at the, the hottest dance club, maybe out yeah, of oh, fun- yeah. Funky Town, mm-hmm. maybe. And... um it would just keep the party going. Yeah, I think, I think for sure. um, we've got some real bangers, as the kids <laughs> say nowadays. And people would just subconsciously start getting really hungry for tacos and right. all sorts of food. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd leave the club yeah. and it would be empty. So it'd be a bad idea, actually. <laughs> so you put a spotlight on all of the cultural, diverse places to eat in Kansas City yeah. on your show. You've introduced me to places I didn't know existed. And I That's great. thank you for that. I really want to eat the buttered chicken here that episode at Sohalia's that really made me think about changing the show to a buttered chicken (laughs) podcast for a couple seconds if you go down there and order the buttered chicken you'll get a heavy eye roll from Sohalia since it's (laughs) not traditional Pakistani food oh yeah that's right she said that on the show yeah she hates that people love it, but it's really good. Um, what are some other, you, you've done Korean food, you've done Thai food, Filipino food. Mm-hmm. That was a great episode. West African, Pakistani, Salvadoran, Jordanian, mm-hmm. Lebanese, Peruvian, and Ethiopian. Yeah, I think you got them all. Yeah. And Scandinavian. That's, we talked to Krokstrom oh, yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is Krokstrom still open? Are they closed? They are, yeah. Gonna... So they closed Wildhost in the parlor, but Krokstrom on Broadway... Broadway, right? Yeah. yeah. They are still alive and well. They started offering lunch as well. So some of the your favorite dishes that you could get at Wildhaus, they now have on the Krokstrom menu and they're doing great. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Pirate's Bone. Oh, yeah. Which is... Vegan. Vegan. Plant-based. Sorry. Plant-based Sorry, based coffee. So they started as food. a plant-based coffee shop and they had some small breakfast items, but they closed their original location in Brookside and now they're opening a new location in the Crossroads that will have plant-based burgers. So you can go get a vegan burger for lunch. Oh, nice. Yeah. Here on Taco the Town, we keep it kind of light. Mm -hmm. Your show really pulls at the heartstrings. Yeah. There's been some tear-jerking moments on your show. You're a great interviewer. You get those stories out of your guests. Thanks. It's almost like the Barbara Walters food <laughs> Thank you. interview <laughs> podcast. Yeah, Here on Taco the Town, we had a co-host start crying because he started talking about his about wanting Henry Winkler, the Fonz, to be his dad. Uh-huh. But that's, I think, the only tears we've ever had on the show before. Yeah. I mean, I definitely cried in almost every episode. Um, I'm a pretty empathetic person. So as soon as someone starts telling me any sort of tragic story. I just, I can't keep it together. And then I start crying, then they start crying. And it's, you know, I edit out most of my sobbing. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I've cried over tacos before, mm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. I usually cry every time I eat a, a delicious taco. So 
I need to know, you worked at MySpace. Yep. Was this during the heyday or the uh, the post when you were trying to save MySpace? We was were that... team save MySpace. Okay. Yeah. Um, Did it work? Did you save it? Well, Justin Timberlake and his crew ended up acquiring it, so... Oh. But nothing ever really happened after that, so... I mean, we, I don't know. I guess I'll leave that up to you <laughs> to decide. <laughs> in the heyday of MySpace, what was your theme? What was your music you had on your MySpace oh, page? Oh, man. You know you who I used to be obsessed with during this time was this band Mute Math. Oh, yeah. This I've is like a blast from the past. Yeah. I don't think I might have to listen to it on the way home. They were like so cool because they were one of the first sort of like indie electronic kind of well, they weren't. I mean, what am I talking about? Like LCD sound system was around, whatever. But I don't know. They were kind of doing that, making that kind of cool and edgy and then phased out of it. Haven't listened to them in a few years. But I think they might have been my theme song for, for a while. And uh, I, I still remember a few people in my top eight, too. <laughs> so And a lot of people, like, they still have a top eight because nobody can figure out how to delete their account. Mine's still up. And yeah. I haven't looked at it in 10 years. Well, you have to have your college email address. Right. So if you don't have that, <laughs> no. it's just permanent. Do you have any catchphrases on your show? I've been trying to come up with a catchphrase on Taco mm, the Town. Yeah. Like, oh, this is, I, I'm really bad at it. I just say wow a lot, mm. which is not good. I'm trying to mix in like maybe this is, this taco's taco-rific or something yeah. like that. Do you have any catchphrases when you eat the food on your show? No, you no. I need to think about brainstorm? that more. Um, Usually I just am very awkward in interviews and I'll be like, that's cool. Okay, next question. I'm like, oh my God. And I go back and listen to it and cut out everything I say and try to make it sound like I know what I'm doing. But for the most part, no, I don't. I mean, we say open mind, open belly a couple yeah. times here and there, but. I thought of a couple for you. Oh um, yeah. Can I run it. them by you? Sure. This is just off the top of my head. Just right now. It's very early in the morning. I just came up with this just a couple seconds ago. After you eat the food, just go, well, this belly's not open anymore. It's good. It's good. I think there's something that well, could that be there. Well, that wouldn't be good, right? Because you yeah. want to have an open belly. Yeah, you should probably still have an open mind yeah. at least. Okay, what about this one then? This belly is full. <laughs> Something like that? With like an exclamation point? You could get t-shirts that say that? Yeah, yeah. Just spitballing here. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we can go somewhere with that. I can that. tell that you really like that yeah, one. Yeah, I did. Oh, I need to know, here on Taco the Town, I really need to know what your personal taco history was. My is. personal taco history. Yeah, yeah what's I've... your personal taco <clears throat> history? Well, I grew up in Hutchinson, Kansas. Do you have Taco Tico's down there? We had Taco Tico. Did they you ever closed. go? closed. Yeah. Oh. I, I liked the, uh, what were those fried dessert cinnamon sugar thingies? Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they had the those. The taco, yep. uh, taco chains have those, yeah. Yeah, they were delicious. Um, we had Taco John's. Oh, yeah. And Taco Hut. Oh, Wow. Have you heard about Taco Hut? I have seen a Taco Hut it, in my time. You know, it is a gem. There's Sancho's. I know this is a taco show, but their Sancho's are where it's at. Sancho's um, like a soft taco. I don't know what a Sancho is. Yeah. It's just like a plate of ingredients. That is the mystery of the taco verse is what is a Sancho really? <laughs> Who knows? Is it a soft taco? Is it before people knew what soft tacos were? So they just called them Sancho's? Possibly. Yeah. 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 Or is it like a smushed? flat burrito. It's kind of like a burrito, but I think it's covered in things. And I, you know, I don't know if the Taco Hut version is authentic or not. I don't know what Sounds an authentic like it could be Sancho very is. Authentic yeah. to Taco Hut. It was good. Um, the hot sauce there is where it's at. And they had good ice there. You know, like when you have the good crushed ice. Yeah. Yeah. You're making me really want Taco <laughs> Hut right now. For all the wrong I gotta reasons. Seek, I gotta seek out a, a Taco jukebox. Hut. 
Oh, wow. They did have a jukebox? Yeah, I would always play um, Steppenwolf's Magic Carpet Ride when I was a kid. (laughs) 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 I don't know why. That's awesome. That's a good taco eating song. Yeah, or and I think they had Joe salt and pepper on the jukebox too. So people probably hated me when I came in. They're like, who's this 12-year-old kid just ruining our lives with her jukebox selections right now? That sounds like a great afternoon, like yeah. a summer afternoon. Yeah. You went down there and just started playing salt and pepper, mm-hmm. eating sanchos. Mm-hmm. Gosh. The only taco hut I know of or are used to know of was in Manhattan, Kansas. They mm. had a taco hut mm-hmm. and it's out of business now. Yeah, but, man. You're going to have to go to Hutch just for Taco Hut, the Kansas State Fair, the Salt Museum and the Cosmosphere. Cosmosphere. Yeah. yeah. I need to go down there. Um, isn't Hutchison famous for sand dunes? Uh, but they have sandy there's things. There's some sand nearby. Yeah. And it's famous sand. I don't know that it's particularly <laughs> famous, but. I read this book called Haunted Kansas and it said Hutchison had a, a famous ghost that lived in the sand dunes he's hmm. like the albino man or something have you ever heard of this no. okay um that does nothing to do with tacos <laughs> i just need to know about the albino yeah. man in hutchison in the sand dunes so last night i saw your instagram feed you judged a food truck festival yes what was the food truck throwdown what was it called showdown uh yeah one of those. <laughs> I forget. It was with the Mid-Continent Public Library. They have a they have a lot of free business courses, and one of them is specifically for people who want to op- own and operate a food truck. So this was kind of their graduating class, I believe, and they asked me to come judge between five of the trucks on um, their food, their creativity, and their, also their presentation, you know, the design of their truck and all of those things. It was really cool. cool. Some really exciting new food trucks about to hit the streets, or, or have already hit the streets, most of them. What are your thoughts on the Kansas City food truck scene? Do you think we have a good food truck scene here? A lot of, that comes up a lot as taco trucks. Like people want more taco yeah. trucks. I think there could be more. I mean, it's a tough city to do it because it's so seasonal. You know, I lived in LA, Southern California for 13 years and you can have food trucks there year round because the weather's always great. And here it's really tough for them to operate operate in the winter. So I think that's kind of a challenge that people have to figure out is like, what do you do during the winter to sustain the business? But so I think there could be more, but I also understand it's, it's a little easier if you have a brick and mortar. Yeah. I wish there was just one designated food truck area yeah. that you knew like every Saturday, Sunday, Friday night. Thursday night, mm-hmm. there was all the food trucks were going to be there, and you so could go like first hang Fridays, out. yeah, something like that, yeah. Because first Fridays, they're all over the place, yeah. and also food trucks have their own schedule too, so sure. it's hard to coordinate. But I would go. A lot of guests say too, if if we knew where the taco trucks were going to be every. You know, if they're all in one place, I'd go and do a little tour. I, I guess that would be a taco festival. Yeah. So, which is, there are some taco festivals mm-hmm. coming up this summer. So you grew up eating tacos at Taco Hut. Yeah. Your love of food developed at Taco Hut or, <laughs> or, or when did your love of food and reviewing food, making food, are you yeah. a chef yourself? No, oh, okay. I'm not. I like to cook, but okay. um, no, growing up. So actually my mom didn't cook a lot, but she did make really good fried tacos. So that was kind of my love of taco, I would say. However, when I moved to Los Angeles in 2003, that's when I really started to see what the food community could look like and started to open my mind and try different foods that I didn't have access to growing up in Hutchinson. And I would say around that time is when I became a foodie. And then 
then it just kind of became my hobby to go try the newest restaurants and try different cuisines I hadn't tried before. Then I started cooking a lot more because I wanted to try to make some of these dishes at home. And yeah, but growing up, I mean, food was a part of our lives as far as like getting family together and kind of traditional Midwest food like casseroles and fried chicken and my grandma's potato salad is the bomb but you know it wasn't my family we weren't cooks you know so these fried tacos your mom used to make Mm -hmm. are these are these the kind that they have in Kansas City the Kansas City taco the deep fried shell the kind of curly shell and the parmesan cheese she did she do the parmesan cheese no so what she did was ground beef and onion in a like soft flour tortilla that you would almost use for a burrito but a little bit smaller and then she would fold it over and just fry it in vegetables oil in a pan and then when it was crispy golden you would open it up and she would always get cheddar but like a block of it and grate it herself and so you got big chunks of cheddar throughout and lettuce tomato maybe some sour cream pretty simple those sound amazing they are they are amazing i mean fried who doesn't like a fried taco did you read the article in eater Mm -hmm. and eater.com about the kansas city taco and how it's endangered and i've been going out like last episode we did another kansas city taco place and i'm starting to just want to eat those all like for while there, I was just eating the traditional um, authentic tacos at sure. uh, taquerias and um, just was really into those. But now I'm like back on the Kansas City <laughs> taco, which I grew up eating at like Manny's and uh, Margarita's. Uh-huh. And this place we went last week, PR's, is one of mm. the only places that, that still sells the Kansas City taco. And it, it was it was great. It was everything I remembered from my childhood. So, well, you do seasons on your podcast. Yes. Season one is, is over. That's right. Did you have a cliffhanger at the end of season one? Um, was there, a, was there a scene at the end of season one that it's going to make uh, people tune into the beginning of season two? Did you, did you have a dramatic moment? I should have thought about that more. I guess the big dramatic moment is that, you know, Pirate's Bone, when their episode came out, the restaurant was actually closed. Yeah. So now you've got to tune back in to find out what the next phase of their venturous but right. I kind of just made that up I didn't really have a cliffhanger <laughs> we're on season one of taco the town uh-huh. um, it's a very long season it's a, a 100 episodes we're mm-hmm. still going yeah it's like well, law and order right <laughs> it's a never-ending season maybe it will end at season 100 we'll have a cliffhanger mm. we might be on hiatus kind of like uh, game of thrones was on hiatus for two yeah. years we might come back and maybe two maybe we'll, maybe we'll give it two weeks but yep. then we'll be back for season two yeah I don't know if you can quit tacos for that long I can't you're right let me ask you, you know, me and you are probably, I mean, I'm just going to go out and say we are probably the best food podcast here in Kansas City. <laughs> Open Belly and Taco the Town, we are kindred. We have a love of food. I mean, there are some other great food podcasts in Kansas City. Have you been listening to any other great food podcasts in Kansas City? Yeah, I try to just um, listen to as many as I can. Honestly, I have such a backlog of podcasts that I want to listen to on my phone because I have about a four-minute commute. So, you know, I don't know when when people squeeze these in if you're not driving around town all day. But, yeah, I've listened to a few. I think there's some some good ones. They all kind of cover different areas. I think it's nice that people have their, their niche. So I have a list here of some of my other favorite food podcasts okay. here in Kansas City. There is The Buzz on Bunts mm-hmm. with uh, Chad. Channel 9 weatherman Brian Busby, where he talks about bunt cakes. I haven't listened to that one. You haven't? No, but I love uh, bunt it's cakes. It's really good. Okay. Uh, he really knows his bunt cakes. This is another one. Corn Dog Crazy. 
Are you with, making these up? <laughs> with Clay Chastain, activist Clay Chastain's Corn Dog Crazy. He just talks about all the best corn You're dogs. You're making this up. No, these are real podcasts. Okay. So you haven't heard any of these? No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Getting Sloppy with Joe, the Sloppy Joe podcast yeah, channel with Channel 4 weatherman Joe Loria. Uh, these are great concepts. Oh, no, these are real. Okay. These are real. Okay. And then the last one I really love listening to. This is great when I'm out like gardening. Chiefs and Chili Chat with uh, Kansas City Chiefs coach Andy Reid. Oh, just I just talks about yeah. chili recipes and and, and the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, really exciting podcast. So if you haven't heard those, I'm going to go subscribe right now. You should. They should. They're really really good, especially especially the buzz on bunts. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff to talk about with bunt cakes. That's there's where so I get, many. That's where I get a lot of my bits for the show is off yeah. of that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to have breakfast tacos. Mm-hmm. from Red Kitchen. When did you first discover Red Kitchen? So I had been hearing about Red Kitchen for a while because they're known for their tamales. But every time I tried to come get the tamales, they were sold out. And then I, you know, interviewed Sohela's Kitchen here. So I had seen Alejandra, the owner of Red Kitchen, around quite a bit and spoken to her a few times. And one time I was here meeting with Sohela's and she brought over these breakfast tacos. I didn't even know they had that. I thought they were just tamales. And they were amazing. And I've been craving them ever since. I've only had them once. And so I've been waiting for this day to come back and try them again. Are you going to have Red Kitchen on your show? I produced the first season, 10 episodes, self-funded it. So, you know, there were only 10 slots and there's so many more restaurants I felt were deserving of being a part of it that we just didn't have the time or the resources to include in the first season. But I think her food is definitely worthy of being on a podcast. This is the first time we've really had breakfast tacos on the show. What are your thoughts on breakfast tacos? Do you usually go breakfast taco? Do you go breakfast burrito? Do you stay away from breakfast tacos? Are you more like a a, a traditional breakfast, like eggs, bacon, the American breakfast, like something called a chuck wagon where you get like a... (laughs) pancake biscuits sausage or what's your what's your taco um breakfast um philosophy yeah well to be honest i don't love scrambled eggs so i normally don't order breakfast tacos or breakfast burritos but these were gifted to me as i was sitting here at the public market and they changed my mind on breakfast tacos for sure i'm normally more of a i'll just skip to lunch person or get like I, I guess pancakes or pastry of some sort. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big breakfast eater. Yeah. But I do eat breakfast tacos. And mm-hmm. I have even though it's sacrilege here on the show, I have eaten a breakfast burrito from time to time. Mm-hmm. When a breakfast taco is not an option. But but yeah, you gotta have scrambled eggs in a breakfast taco. Yeah. I guess that's what makes a a breakfast taco. I mean yeah. that's my one complaint about breakfast tacos is that it's not really a taco. Is it a taco? Loosely. It's, maybe it's not really what I look for in a taco. Yeah. Well, I think these might change your mind. Okay. I hope so. I'm, I'm real willing to give them a shot. <laughs> okay. So here on the show, I'd like to check the taco news stories of the week. This is called the taco ticker. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for the taco ticker? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Taco ticker story number one. India is poised to become the world's second most Taco bell country. Taco Bell will open 600 locations in India in the next 10 years, a move that will make the country the second most Taco Bellingest country in the world. The USA is still number one. Of course. 
We're number one. We're number one. With the signing of a new master franchise agreement with India's Berman Hospitality Private Limited, the brand expects to directly create more than 20,000 jobs in the country, and that's in addition to even more indirect jobs through expanded supply chain and vendor needs. Uh, the brand plans to open over 25 locations by the end of 2019, bringing the total number of Taco Bells in the country to over 60. And uh, the company plans to expand its locations in Thailand to five by the end of the year. Its first Thailand spot opened in Bangkok in January, and this year we'll also see a Sydney and Melbourne, Australia locations are getting Taco Bell for the first time. I always thought maybe Australia had had Taco Bell for mm-hmm. a while. And then they're also moving into Indonesia and Portugal. Lest you worry about India or any other country taking the top spot from the U.S., let us reassure you with this statistic, Taco Bell operates over 7,000 restaurants in the United States. I mean, would it be the end of the world if we weren't the number one Taco Bell country? You know, I bet the Taco Hut people thought, you know, one day we're going to rule this country. And then just something happened where Taco Bell passed Taco Hut. I mean, what made Taco Bell the number one taco place? Well, I suppose it's the marketing. I can't say it's the food. (laughs) What are your thoughts on Taco Bell? I like Taco. I'm not anti-Taco Bell. Actually, when we worked at MySpace, uh, that was kind of our go-to lunch spot. (laughs) We had a cafe at MySpace called the My Cafe. It was very creative Where's the MySpace headquarters? Beverly Hills. So we had to drive outside of Beverly Hills to get to Taco Bell because, of course, they would never allow a Taco Bell in Beverly Hills. Right. There's a Chipotle Um, in Beverly Hills. Yeah, well, who wants that? You know, we wanted Taco Bell. So we would go there. And I I like Taco Bell. But is it the best taco you can find? Absolutely not. No. No. I've talked about this a little bit last episode. I went to a Taco Bell recently, and I asked for a uh, chicken gordita, one Mm -hmm. of my favorite little um, delicacies at Taco Bell. And they said, we do not make gorditas anymore. What? I know. This is going to be the point in Taco Bell history where, where it takes a dive. Nose dives, yeah. Yeah, and you called it. And I said, you don't make gorditas anymore? And they said, and then they sighed really heavy, heavily. I could tell they were frustrated with me. And then I was like, well, do you do a cheesy gordita crunch? And they said, yeah, we can make that. But they don't make, they have the gordita shell. Right. Well, it's like the same eight ingredients right. for all of the items. So I don't know why yeah. they couldn't make an exception. Well, they still make the enchurito and that's not on the menu. Mm-hmm. It's like on the secret menu, but they, yeah. they draw the line at gorditas now. But I guess from your perspective, knowing that it's the same eight ingredients, why couldn't you just ordered, ordered a different item that had the same eight <laughs> ingredients in a different order? You're right. Well, they'd still make chalupas. They right. do not make gorditas. Okay. So what do you think about Taco Bell is going to appeal to, to India? I don't know. I mean, are they, these international locations, are they just there for expats or people actually going and eating there? I don't know. I guess. I mean, it's a poor representation of what kind of food we could offer. Right. I think they changed the menu up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what would be on the Taco Bell India menu? Actually, do you know what a kati roll is? No. I just discovered this. It's sort of an Indian. It's I think it's eastern part of India where this is popular. It's a popular street food. It's it's kind of like an Indian burrito or wrap. So maybe they could make like a kati roll taco and that would be pretty good. What was the taco... The, um, at the Salvadoran place, what was mm. that called? What was the restaurant that you reviewed? Oh, Anita's Cuisine? Yeah. There was a thing, uh, an apusa? Papusas. Papusa. Yeah, those that were... Was, that was like a taco, they said. Um, it's, it's I mean, like I guess loosely like a taco, but <clears throat> it's a thicker, um, almost like a, she's going to kill me for saying this, but like a pita, like it's a thicker shell and but it's delicious she compared it to a taco yeah. she's like it's kind of like our taco yeah they yeah. do have tacos at anita's as well they have taco tuesday oh, um nice. and they have chilaquiles so that's a good brunch spot as well that 
place sounded amazing. Mm-hmm. I need to go there. Okay. Um, well, I'm I'm really happy that India is going to have all of these Taco Bells. Yeah. And they can all wait in the drive-through, mm-hmm. just like us. And, and then when they order a gordita, they'll right. be really disappointed. They'll be so sad. Okay. Here we go. Taco ticker story number two. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about <laughs> NBA Finals or swine swine flu? Let's uh, go with the swine flu for five hundred. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Chipotle's stock falls on worries about African swine fever. An outbreak of African swine fever in China and other Asian nations could lead to higher pork prices. That would be bad news for fans of Chipotle's carnitas, not Mm. to mention Chipotle investors. Chipotle's uh, stock has been downgraded to an underperform due to worries that Chipotle will have to pay more for pork if the highly contagious and lethal two pigs... African Swine Fever. I love that album by Blink-182, <laughs> African Swine Fever. Is not contained. This will hurt the profits of Chipotle, which had been on the rise recently. Yeah. Other shares have uh, fallen 6%, but they're still up nearly 54% for the year. The good news for consumers is that the disease does not pose a risk to people. Oh, sure. Uh, it's not a threat to human health and cannot be transmitted from pigs to humans. It is not a food safety issue. Do we... Are we certain about that? So Chipotle <laughs> gets all of their pork from China and Asia? Would not have guessed that. I, I thought Chipotle was all homegrown, or that's what they say on their cups. It's just the cup design. Just the mm, cups. You don't have to actually do that. Just put it on the bag. It's lies. These are lies. <laughs> Chipotle's had a rough few years. I mean, can't eat the lettuce there anymore. Now you can't eat the carnitas. Their, guac, their queso was not good. That did they a, redo it? I think they did it a third time, and it's mm, still not right. Still not good. Still can't get it right. The chips changed. No one believes me, but I swear the chips changed. Hey, They're not I as believe, good. I believe you. I know that you have an eye on stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I, I'm the same way. I can tell when, when a chip has changed. Yeah. It's, it's a, if you try to slip a chip change by me, I'm going to know right away. And like a sauce change? Yeah, no. Cup change? Have their straws changed yet? Are they going with the paper straws that, yet? I would, I would allow that. Do you like a good straw or are you kind of upset when people don't give you straws now? I, you know, I don't, I do like straws. I hate the paper straws that get super soggy, but there's some compostable ones now that are pretty comparable to a normal straw. And I feel like people should just get those. So Chipotle, you, do you think this is going to hurt them? Like the lettuce has hurt them? No one really stopped going to Chipotle when people were like, di- like people died, yeah. right? So they're, I doubt it. Chipotle They'll are survive. Killers. They're killers. Yeah. They're killers. <laughs> yeah. And now they have that little shelf and you can order and you just go in, you grab your food yeah. off the shelf. The mobile app is great. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's so, convenience over safety. Were you more of a, are you more of a Chipotle? Are you more of a Moe's or a, what's the other um, place? Kidoba. Kidoba, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, none. None of the above. None, yeah. What are your go-to taco spots in KC? Do you have some favorites? I really like Tacos El Gallo. That's on Southwest Boulevard? Yeah, that's kind of my go-to spot. That was going to be our other place, our other option for today. Yeah, I mean, there are a ton of great places in KCK that I try to explore and, you know, find new favorites all the time. But yeah, I, I mean, for me, I, I rarely go to the same places multiple times. I mean, I have a handful of my favorite spots, but I just like exploring and trying new places and trying to find something off the beaten path. All right. Well, that's it for the taco ticker. We'll be right back after this break. Friends, Lotus Pool Records knows the unfathomable darkness is upon us. 
fear and anxiety stoked by incessant email, texts, tweets, DMs, the constant social pressure to be your best self, the 24-hour news cycle pitting us against each other in a digital civil war. The attack may be virtual, but the casualties are real. Good news. There is a cure. Sun Eaters 3, Unfathomable Darkness. The latest album from Kansas City's sincere rock smartasses is here to help you through the darkness. Sun Eaters love you no matter who you are. We know that your flaws and mistakes make you human and beautiful. We want you to feel peace, love, and congregation. Lay down your devices. Turn off your notifications and turn on the darkness. Unfathomable Darkness is the soundtrack to your cathartic recovery. It will let you laugh, cry, elate, and shake your ass despite everyone watching. On July 26th, download and stream Sun Eaters 3 Unfathomable Darkness everywhere. Brought to you by Lotus Pool Records. Join us at lotuspool.com. It's time for Town of the Taco. This is where we discuss the town that the tacos are in, Kansas City, our humble hometown. Town of the Taco, Kansas City, you're the place I love. I've got a Kansas City cup here. Mm. It's full of Kansas City topics. Let's uh, have you pull a couple topics from the cup and we'll discuss. Okay. I feel like I'm on the top five of Miss America right now. Pretty much. Same thing. <laughs> the river market slash city market. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, do you have any, um, <laughs> do you have any uh, thoughts on the river market, city market area? I think the river market and city market area is super charming and has a ton of potential. I'm excited about some of the newer businesses that have been opening up there. And I think now with the streetcar, it's so much easier to get there. And yeah, I think that's going to be one of the next kind of, I mean, it already is like hotspot, but I think the uh, real estate prices are going to continue to go up there. That's going to be a cool place to, to be for sure. And I guess I heard the Steamboat Arabia Museum is going to move in a couple of years. They want out or something, probably because yeah. of the prices are Prices going up. up. Yeah. yeah, make some space for a couple more restaurants. That's fine with me. There's a lot of great restaurants down mm -hmm. there. And yeah, the streetcar being down there yeah. is amazing. Taste of Brazil is opening a new spot. I forget the name of it, but I'm excited about that. I should have prepared more. I didn't know we were going to talk about the city market. <laughs> <laughs> I really like El Azarone. Is that how you oh, say yeah. it? The pizza, pizza place. place is great. Yeah, yeah it is place. great. Do you ever go to the city market on a Saturday morning and walk around and get fresh produce and pet? Are there goats there? I've there not should seen be goats. goats. Uh, but yeah, sometimes I have a two-year-old son. So sometimes he likes to take the streetcar and then we'll go walk around and find something to do. And then Local Pig just opened their new location there. And it's a great spot because now they have an indoor seating where you can get their food and it's open year round. They have great meats. I once saw P-Funk, George Clinton in the mm. P-Funk Parliament Funkadelic All-Stars perform at the River Market. Oh, wow. It's a real... That, that's a memorable warm warm memory from me and my family okay um let's have you draw another topic the lamest thing happening in kc right now <laughs> it's a good one. Oh man all right what is the lamest thing happening in kc right now lamest thing construction that never ends when a lane is closed and no one's working on it yeah the, it took me an hour to get here because yeah. the 435 was down to one lane and no one was working on it and, and it's a beautiful day. Yeah. And people here don't let you merge. 
In California, they let you merge. People here oh, yeah. know. Nobody understands the they don't get zipper merging, merging yeah. here. Mm-mm. That's yeah. pretty lame. Yeah. If Kansas City was better at merging, I think the city would be a great <laughs> place to live. Fix your merging, Casey. <laughs> Stop being lame. <laughs> Do you get political on this podcast? So we are mostly a political podcast. Oh, okay. Cool. Usually, it's all politics. I just want to say this. Um, I hope Jolie Justice is the new mayor of Kansas City because she said if she wins, she was a former guest on the show, she is going to appoint me minister of tacos in her uh-huh. cabinet. Oh, my gosh. And, what a um, dream. I just can't wait. I can't. I think it's going to happen. I have my suit already. I'm going to show up there at City Hall on the first day and uh, get some stuff accomplished. I listened to that episode, and I'm excited that you know this nacho cheese or hot sauce fountain is coming to the airport. I'm holding out for that. <laughs> oh yeah. I guess I'm going to have to make that happen. Mm-hmm. That's, that'll probably be my first. Your first big job. If you yeah. fail at that, they're going to demote you immediately. I just hope I don't get turned away the first day I show up and they, she's like, who are you again? Get out of here. Weird guy with your taco suit on. <laughs> Let me just pull one more. If we get like another good one. If I was in charge of the streetcar, I'd make it go from blank to blank. Mm. Mm, that's a good one. Maybe one that turns off and goes to Southwest Boulevard so I yeah. can get easier access to tacos. You and can't walk five minutes? No. <laughs> if I had a Segway, maybe I could ride my Segway over there. But Just get a bird or a yeah. lime or oh. whatever those are called. Oh, those are the new Segways with yeah. two wheels. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be caught dead on a Segway. You've got <laughs> birds now. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get Segways to make a comeback because I feel like they didn't get their time in the sun. Yeah, they were a little early. Yeah. Too soon. And they didn't float, which I thought would make them really mm-hmm. cool. They didn't fly. Yeah. Have you ridden a bird before? Um, no. I haven't either. I, I'm, I'm way too tall and uh, lanky, and I feel like I would fall. This might make for some good bonus content for your social media. Patreon. Uh, riding a bird and eating a taco on a bird. <laughs> We've talked about eating tacos on motorcycles, bikes, uh-huh. birds a lot. And I feel like it'd be very hard to f- drive one of those and have a taco in your hand and try to mm-hmm. eat it. And eat the lettuce and the filling would go everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if there's like nacho cheese on it and it's kind of yeah. just, it's a mess. Yeah. I guess you're going to have to get something to carry your tacos mm-hmm. like a fanny pack. Actually, if you invented some sort of apparatus where you could eat a taco one-handed while driving. Like a third taco hand. Yeah, yeah. You could detach it to your neck. Yeah. Have you seen the the taco holder that everyone has in their car now that some people say it's a sunglass holder, but you can put a taco up there? Oh, right. Yeah. Right. It could be kind of like that, but it'd be closer to your face. Yeah, you need it closer to your face at all times. You're right. I can see the infomercial where the woman's just trying to eat a taco (laughs) with one hand and just keeps shoving it into her face. And then she wrecks it. Danger, stop. Yep, we even have the commercial already done. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we really got to the bottom of those Kansas City topics. (laughs) Thanks for for checking those topics with me. Yeah, we solved a lot of problems today. We did. Made the community a better place to live. What do you say? Let's eat some of these tacos. It's time. I'm hungry. To put these tacos to the test. Okay, well, here we are with our taco review portion of the show. Danielle, something happened (laughs) when we went down to get the tacos. Yeah, this is a fail on my part. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. Took you to a burrito spot, I guess. So, and you even, you vetted the place and they said they would have tacos today. Well, so I've had these before, but I didn't order them. Like I said, she brought them to me. So I, they look like tacos to me, but they, they call them burritos because they fold 
Right. The, it's a, I mean, it's the size of a street taco, more or less, a little yeah. bit bigger. Yeah. So we asked them for tacos. They said, we don't have tacos. We have burritos. So, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to fold this so it's... Yeah. If you just open up the flap, it, yeah, all it, of a sudden just, it's a taco. Yeah. Just open the flap and yeah, you've got a taco. a taco. Hey, this one looks like a breakfast taco now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just open the flap. And um, if you want to oh, describe what we're eating here, so these are... So these are breakfast tacos. There's some scrambled egg. There's some hot sauce. We have one with chorizo and one with burn ends and some shredded cheese on top. And then their tortillas are made in Lawrence at Carmela's, I think. And then basically what she does is she kind of folds the flaps over. It's not enclosed on the end like a burrito. It's just a taco that's kind of folded over and then she presses it down on the griddle to get a nice sear on it. You're right. These nice are more crunch. like, these are, these are tacos. I think they're tacos. I'm just, I'm going to squint and pretend this is, I mean, it looks like a taco. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. If you ordered a burrito and you got this, wouldn't you be like, this is a world's smallest burrito, but aren't breakfast burritos smaller? I don't know. I think that, well, I guess there's big breakfast burritos. Yeah. Anyway, I guess I'm just, I'm out of the loop when it comes to sizes of burritos mm-hmm. for breakfast, just cause I, I try to stay away, you know, at least seven inches. Then it becomes a burrito is what I would say. You know what? I think you're right. I think these are taco tortillas and they're not burrito yeah. tortillas. Yeah. So I think we're good. I think, I think I this think qualifies. Okay. Yeah, okay. we're good. All right. We're good. So I can eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're good. Are you going to do the, the chorizo or the burn ends first? I am going to do the chorizo first. Okay. Same. Which I'm a big fan of chorizo. Okay. Here we go. I really like their chorizo. It's got a tiny kick, but it's not super spicy, but their sauce is just really flavorful and the tortilla is perfect. I mean, you don't even taste the scrambled eggs. <laughs> Got a mouthful. You're right. Yeah. The chorizo overpowers the scrambled eggs mm-hmm. since you don't like scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. but you are enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. I, I agree with you on the <laughs> shell too. The tortilla is delicious. Now, do you eat tacos out of both ends or do you start on one end and commit? It depends on if stuff is falling out yeah. the back. So I, stuff's falling out the back of my taco. So I want to eat that yeah. side, but I didn't know if that was like a cardinal no, sin no, on no. the show. No, no, no. You got to go. Okay. You got to save it. So what I, yeah, you got to, if it's falling out too much, you got to save that. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Is there a potato in here too? There's so. something. Some potato. Yeah, yeah, I think there is potato. Mm-hmm. This is a great breakfast taco. It's pretty good. And it's not too eggy. That was my one thing about breakfast tacos is that if there's too much egg and the yeah. egg gets just too much. I just don't want to eat something healthy. Right. <laughs> waste. Right. But this just has the right amount of grease where you might regret it a little bit later, but in the moment you're not regretting it yet. It's got some of that good orange grease mm-hmm. that we've talked about on the show before that I like a good orange grease coming out of a taco. Uh, but it's not enough. To where I'm holding my taco upside down right now and it's not dripping out. It's oh, hanging yeah. on. So that to me, that's the right amount of grease. Right. You can see it, but it's not dripping everywhere. And I like it being on the griddle, too. They're just kind of a little bit of crunch. Is that offensive to you? Oh, you've got the grease on your hand. Oh, I do. The I got the bad hand. orange grease oh, no. dripping down the hand. That's a sign to me, though, that you've just had a delicious taco. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, I love the tortilla was delicious. Uh-huh. Not too eggy on that first one. I wanted maybe a little more potato, mm-hmm. but yes, 
that's my one fear of breakfast tacos is that is too much egg and mm-hmm. this one did not have too much egg so we didn't get the sausage they also had a sausage option and then the um, bacon bacon option that would have been good yeah maybe you can go back for a bacon taco but i feel like we're in kansas city you gotta get the burn ends if they have it on the menu yeah so yeah our second one here is going to be the burnt in taco and i'm gonna fold it to look more like a taco <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this one looks um is there something different in this one i think just the burn end everything else i think is the same just less red looking because the trees oh uh, yeah okay so here we go here's this is the burnt end breakfast taco slash burrito i'm into that wow i think the burn ends are actually from madman's barbecue downstairs which is what's cool about this space is that there's a lot of collaboration because people are so close to each other so they can use the burn ends for madman's for their burritos one weekend yeah this is like a food hall almost mm-hmm. it also has shops in here and also has a coffee shop also has a clothing store. I'd be interested in a, a butter chicken burrito one weekend. That sounds great. This one might have different sauce. I think it's a green a verde sauce. It's got a little different kick to it. Mm-hmm. This one tastes like breakfast to me. Mm-hmm. The chorizo one did not taste like a breakfast taco. It tasted just like a regular taco. This one tastes more like, like I'm having breakfast. Yeah, I'm getting a little too much egg here in the middle. It's still delicious, but... I would like more burn-in throughout. It's a nice thing about the chorizo is you get a little bit of chorizo in every bite. The burn-in, you get a couple of chunks of burn-in and the rest is egg. All right, so what are your thoughts on Kansas City barbecue? Mm. That was one of the reasons I was really excited to move back. LA does not have great barbecue. Um, My favorite spots are Joe's, Q39. I just went to Harps at Crane Brewing for the first time a couple weeks ago, and that was fantastic. And I think it's cool to see, you know, even still where we have a ton of barbecue options that up-and-comers like Harps are successful, and it's an exciting time to be in the barbecue capital. Do you think there will ever be a day where tacos take over barbecue as Kansas City's number one culinary destination? And preference. Um, maybe under your guidance as the... Minister of Tacos. Uh-huh. That's what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. On your, your podcast, Open Belly, you like to spotlight a lot of community outreach mm-hmm. and places in, in the in the city that are helping and trying to help. And that's what I love about your show. It's Thanks. not just about the food. It's mm-hmm. about the community. It's about where people are helping and yeah. putting a spotlight on that. Here on Taco the Town... Our big outreach is I'm trying to get inflatable tacos floating above Bartle Hall mm-hmm. on the thingamajig things on the yeah. sky stations. That's our big goal is to one day have floating tacos up there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really, you know, admirable life purpose. Thank you. It'll impact a lot of lives. Thanks. I just wanted to get you to say that you thought that was a great idea mm-hmm. and that we were really helping out the you city are. by doing that. You totally are. Thank you. In your own way. I think I like the chorizo just because it was more taco-y. Mm-hmm. The second one was more breakfasty. I felt like I was having like a, a steak and egg breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you like better? Uh, the chorizo one was where it's at. I could eat those all day. My The burn-in one fell apart on me mm-hmm. too. So do they have chips and salsa at Red Kitchen? I don't think so. They they really have these... What What's a hybrid taco burrito? Is there a name for that? Torito? <laughs> <laughs> Baracco. Baracco. These Baracos. They have the tamales, uh, which you should grab some to go if they have any left. And then I think occasionally they'll have a torta or maybe a couple of other specials. But I think the Taracos and their uh, tamales are kind of the two featured items that are usually on the menu. All right. So here on the show, we give one out of five golden tacos. Or we have a scale. One out of five golden tacos. Five being the best. What rating would you give the... Baraco tacos <laughs> here at 
Red Kitchen. I would say the chorizo one, I would give it a four. I think it's one of the best breakfast tacos for sure I've had in Kansas City and one of the better tacos in general. And the egg was not too much, so no. you really enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, got a lot of chorizo and that sauce on the chorizo one was great. And a lot of cheese. And I liked how, you know, even though it's not technically a taco since they put it on the griddle, the griddle when you got the cheese with the um, kind of the edge of the tortilla and it got really crispy and cheesy, it was almost like an, a bonus quesadilla on the edge that was, was awesome it had some definite quesadilla vibes going mm-hmm. on it. i think the burn-in taco i would give a three i liked all of the ingredients but it was just harder to eat because there were big chunks of burn-in throughout and i would have liked it to be more kind of shredded so that you get a bite of burn-in and egg and potato in every bite yeah uh, those are very good um i'm gonna agree with you i'm gonna I'm going to just get them, give them overall a four out of five mm-hmm. uh, golden tacos. I did like the tree so better, but because I am not someone that regularly eats breakfast tacos, these are some of the best I've had, mm-hmm. um, but I agree with you on the burn ends. It either needed to be a bigger taco um, or yeah, the sh- shred the beef a little bit, shred yeah. the burn in up a little bit, which wouldn't make it a burn in, but I mean, I'd still happily eat those every oh, yeah. day as well. Yeah. And if you're a breakfast taco fan, you'd probably give them both a five. Yeah. Get in here, try them out. You won't be disappointed. They're super delicious. And you'll have some of that good orange grease sauce dripping down your arm. And that's when you know you've had a good taco. Mm -hmm. Well, so we enjoyed the tacos here. But this is the time of the show where we read some reviews from people who did not enjoy their time here. This is called Bad Reviews, Red, in a Funny Voice. (laughs) Bad Reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. All right. These are real reviews off of Yelp. So I'm going to do mine. Since I lived in Southern California, I'm going to do a Valley Girl voice. So this is Aubrey F. And she says, everyone has given them rave reviews. However, my experience was less than pleasant. I ordered the chilaquiles and my husband had a breakfast burrito. The chilaquiles were served cold and they were bland, which was a huge letdown because I love the chilaquiles. The burrito was super small. It looked more like a breakfast taco. I won't be back. One star. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, this so is the confusion with, with the taraco. The, yeah. If they just called it a taraco from the beginning... She would have given them at least two stars. Well, then people would be like, what's a Taraco again? Or what's a Baraco? (laughs) So she agreed with us. They're too small to be breakfast burritos, Mm -hmm. and they might also be a taco. We're very confused, too, on the size. And I also just wonder, the chilaquiles being cold, like, did she walk really slowly to her table? Because everything is made fresh right as you're standing there. I don't know how they could be cold. stuff was super warm. Yeah. And... Whatever, Aubrey F. Come on, Aubrey. Okay, let me do one here. What kind of voice should I do? Maybe like a beach bro. Okay. Since we're California theme. Oh, yeah, okay. Zoo. <laughs> should I do Ting or Elrod? Let's do E-Lord. Oh, E-Lord. Okay. <laughs> e- E-Lord, the E-Lord. surfer bro. Okay, this is from E-Lord T. He says, wasn't crazy about this? <laughs> Out of pork by 1 p.m., no salsa. And a language barrier for some ah. reason. There you go. Come on, E-Lord. Also, I hate it when you have to pay for food before you get it. <laughs> and they ask for a tip, exclamation point, before I finished my experience. And this is a counter where you stand and order. And they don't bring it to you? Burrito was meh. No tamales today. Two stars. E-Lord, you showed up too late. 
E-Lord, you're such an E-Lord about it. <laughs> if you would have shown up at 9 a.m. like the rest of us who got out of bed at a reasonable hour, they would have had all of those things that you wanted. And he brings up the language barrier. Yeah, I can't even comment on that. We I'm frustrated. We did not have a language barrier. No. I think E-Lord must have spoke some other weird language because <laughs> with a name like E-Lord. Here's the thing, and I'm going to not be funny for a second and take this seriously. <laughs> there are so many, I mean, obviously with the Open Belly podcast, we interview primarily immigrant-owned businesses. And there are definitely some, you know, where English is their second language. And what I've found is that, for example, Antojitos del Peru, Norma, who we interviewed on the podcast, um, she doesn't feel as comfortable speaking English. So we did the, the interview in Spanish. But at the end, she said, you know, I speak a little bit of English. If you come into the restaurant and you don't speak Spanish, that's fine. I hope you will just be patient with us as we're trying to communicate with you. And we're trying to be patient, trying to communicate back and forth. And all of the people that I've met, you know, the language barrier isn't really an issue. It's just more of just have a heart and just try to have a conversation and come to the table understanding that, you know, English is not the only language spoken in the world and yeah. that we all have a, a, an obligation to try to communicate with other people and meet them where they're at too, you yeah. know? So whatever, it's Elord. Not, it's not that hard, Elord. Get back to the beach, getting pitted. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So to recap here, this is the Lenexa City Center. This is right. Is that the name of it? Uh, Lenexa Public Market. Well, the this area I think is Lenexa city Lenexa city center at the Lenexa public market established way back in 2017. Yes. It's historic. This is an awesome new area of town. This is a great public market. Lots of places to eat here located in Lenexa right off of what's that highway? 435? Mm -hmm. The 435? The 435. The 435 and 87th street. Just look for all, where all the construction is going on, and that's mm -hmm. where the public market is. And the Gomers. And the Gomers and the Spring Hill Suites. You can stay out here in Lenexa. I mean, you're really close to Shawnee Mission Park, which mm -hmm. is a cool park. You can paddle boat out there, and there's a little beach. You can pretend you're in California. You could bring your tacos to the little beach at Shawnee mm -hmm. Mission Park. And you know, Elord could have stayed at the Spring Hill Suites <laughs> and woke up early, come right over and got some tacos before they ran out. That's totally a place where Elord would stay. <laughs> Poor Elord. <laughs> I'm going to get so many messages from Elord after that. How many Elords are there in town? So stop on by Red Kitchen Tamales. They also serve little burrito taco baracos, which are delicious breakfast tacos. And stop on by if you're in Lenexa. And if you're in in town for the spinach festival, because mm -hmm. Lenexa is the spinach capital of the world. We'll be right back after this break. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Have you ever had a paranormal encounter? Have you ever seen anything that you could not explain? Hello, my name is Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And these are the questions we ask every week alongside our trusty producer, Riley Bray, on the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast. Every week we interview a celebrity guest about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness featuring monsters, cryptids, and UFOs. Want to hear Craig Ferguson's take on the Loch Ness Monster? Or what crazy ex-girlfriend's Rachel Bloom thinks about a mysterious concrete castle built in Florida by a lovesick inventor? Like a haunted house or a forest at night, our conversations are always fun and unpredictable. So check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, keep your eyes on the skies. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. 
Okay, it's time for Taco Topics. This is the in-depth taco questionnaire. I've got taco questions. I need taco answers. Are you ready for Taco Topics? I'm ready. I'm nervous. You shouldn't be. You're going to do good. You're going to do real good on this. Okay, question one out of 372. We're going to be here for a while. (laughs) What's the one thing you look for in a taco? I think a taco is such a simple type of food. And so I just want something classic. I don't want a lot of crazy ingredients. I just want, I love street tacos, just a classic street taco with, you know, carne asada or al pastor or whatever, which is a little bit of onion, cilantro, lime squeezed on top. I mean, just keep it simple and delicious. Use fresh ingredients. Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft. And those ones we had today with a little bit of little bit of burn on them, mm-hmm. those were good, but and still I'm soft. Pretty sure those have a lot of lard in them, which I'm not opposed to. Okay, yeah, those are delicious. Are you talking corn soft shell or are you talking flour soft shell? What do you prefer? Um, I could go either. You know, I just don't want the store bought shells that come in a sleeve. Yeah, they're crunchy. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not my jam. Okay, hot or mild salsa, or maybe just a little bit of lime. Hot. You like the hot? I like spicy. Yeah. Okay. Are you pro cilantro or no cilantro? I like cilantro. You like it? I, lo- I love cilantro. Okay. Yes. I want cilantro on my taco. You're not one of the soap people. I'm not a soap person. Okay. No. Good. Good. Okay. When you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? I love all types of food, obviously, but I'm at Waldo Thai, probably the most of any restaurant in town. I'm obsessed with it. That was I the love first Thai episode food. of yes. Open Belly, right? Yeah. And what's great is Pam changes her menu all the time. Like it seems like every month they have new items on the menu. So you can go in and try something new all the time. They're great people, great bar program. I love Thai food. I love the Seasig at Casey Pinoy. I'm, that sounded amazing. Yes. That episode really got me hungry. Yeah. Her Seasig is a dish that you cannot miss. We're so lucky to have it in this city. And so definitely head over there. If you like spicy, salty, crunchy, sour, funky, kind of fermented flavor, well, not fermented, but vinegar flavor, that's great. Yeah. I just, I like exploring different types of foods. I'm always eating something different and love trying new things. I recently tried Momo for the first time. Are you familiar with no, Momo? No, what's that? So it's like a Nepalese dumpling. And there's a couple of people around town I hear that are making Momo for special events. No, no actual brick and mortars yet. But I just get excited when I, you know, hear about a food that I'm unfamiliar with and get to try it for the first time. You said you love Korean food. and I you... love Korean food too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I used to live close to Koreatown in LA. So became mildly obsessed with Korean food. What are some of your favorite Korean spots in KC that you hit? For kind of classic, traditional Korean food. I really like Soban. Great family. Their food is really classic comfort Korean food. And then Sura eats, of course, in the parlor. Kyung is doing a great job there. I really like him as a person and what he's doing for the community. And his bowls are awesome. And he has lettuce wraps now, which are phenomenal. Um, all of the all of the food on the Surrey Eats menu, highly recommend. Okay, in your opinion, you've lived in a great taco town, Los Angeles. Is Kansas City a good taco town? I think it is a good taco town. I think there are so many places here that, I mean, you guys are talking about them on the podcast, but the kind of mainstream media doesn't always touch on some of these places. I think that's starting to change, but I think there's so many taquerias around town that people still don't know about. And they're kind of, you know, so Jonathan Gold, he was a food writer in LA and he was one of my inspirations for doing the podcast. And someone said about him that he held the keys to a hidden city. And I feel like Kansas City in some ways is still a hidden city. 
city and we have the keys and people like you who are highlighting these places, you have the keys to the city to show people there's more than just, you know, chains. Right. And you're doing that as well with your show. I mean, Thanks. you've introduced so many places to me that I didn't know existed. I really just started the show so I could eat more tacos, yeah. but it's turned into, yeah, having the key to the taco wonderlands that exist in mm -hmm. this in this city that are just out there for everyone to try. Is there something taco-wise you think would make Kansas City a better taco town or you think we've got it pretty good right now? I think we just need more in other parts of town as well. I mean, obviously we have a lot of traditional taquerias in KCK and Southwest Boulevard, but I'd love to see more places through that, like, like that throughout the city that are more accessible to different people. Maybe less of the uh, kind of fast food chain yeah. tacos. Okay. What are some other great taco towns besides LA that you visited and had some good tacos? Austin, Texas, great taco town. I mean, anywhere in California, you can get great tacos. Um, some of the best tacos that I've had were in Santa Barbara, California, where I lived for a while. And you wouldn't necessarily think of that as a taco town, I suppose. Right. But I think, you know, you can get great tacos in almost any city now. But those those areas stand out in my mind. Okay. Have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down tacos? Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I eat a lot for the podcast. And one of the perks of doing this podcast is that chefs have been so generous and will bring more and more food. But you kind of have to draw a line on right. the sand or the, the sour cream yeah. at some point and say. In the beans. Yeah, yeah. I got to call throw in the towel, the taco <laughs> towel. You should have a taco towel. And at the end of the show, I've, you throw in the taco <laughs> towel. But I never, ever have thrown in the taco towel. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, I try not to leave any taco unturned, mm -hmm. but that's a good idea. Um, I could market those yeah. and sell them. I think you could make a lot of money on that as well as the apparatus. And that's that also a good catchphrase. I'm throwing in the taco towel. Mm -hmm. And then we with this big crowd that we have around us right now, they'll all start cheering yeah. when I do that. Yeah. Or booing. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that idea. Mm -hmm. I just... have a lot of ideas. <laughs> Anytime you need some. If I ever need one, I should have one just in case. A taco towel. And it, it also could be for when I have something really spicy and mm. I could wipe my forehead off with a taco towel. Or the, the red grease sweats yeah. down your arm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you wipe the grease up with the taco towel? All right. Do you have any taco no-nos or taco phobias? Something that will turn you off from a taco. Oh, wow. Yeah, taco no-nos for me, I just don't want like a lot of strange toppings and, and just things that don't belong on a taco. I'm kind of a classic person. Um, it needs to be simple, but I mean, I'm willing to try it. You know, got to keep an open mind and open belly. Well, you eat a lot of stuff. You eat a lot of stuff that I've never heard of. I can tell by your show that you're not picky about no i'm not there's you're not, certain and, you, and you're adventurous like. with with your taste I'm buds adventurous there are only a few foods that i just don't like but i will try almost everything okay this is the speed round oh no these are yay or nay questions tell me yay or nay on them let's see if we can break the record of four seconds oh okay probably not <laughs> okay here we go three two one taco pizza no nay oh nay sorry <laughs> i've already lost <laughs> Okay, taco pizza. Nay. Taco salad. Uh, nay. Taco burgers. Uh, nay. Did Taco Hut have taco burgers? I think they probably did, yeah. yeah. 
taco dogs. Ugh, nay. Going all nays right now. Breakfast tacos. Yay. Taquitos. Yay. Walking tacos. What? I don't know what that is. It's a bag of Doritos, and they put oh. all the taco ingredients in. I mean, who no, would turn that down? No Yay. shell. No tortilla. Is it really a taco? It's nachos. Yeah, exactly. That's my opinion on that, too. Miniature tiny tacos. Yay. Choco tacos. <laughs> nay. Nay? Okay. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast, a naked chicken chalupa. Nay. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg, a breakfast taco from nay. Taco Bell. Nay. nay. Tacos served with French fries and nacho cheese, nacho fries. So wait, this these this doesn't have a shell, it's just fries? As a side, as like a side item oh. with your tacos, do you prefer fries and nacho cheese as a side? Would you prefer chips and salsa? I mean, I would do some fries and not. Who's going to turn down fries and nacho cheese? So you don't, you think that's okay to I think mix it's fine. fries with tacos? Uh, it's kind of so contra- weird, but... Yeah. True yes. down. There's a lot of nays there, but you did have a couple good yays. Yeah, and I keep thinking back to the taco pizza because I don't hate it. Is was Hutchinson? Do you have a Casey's down there? Did you get no, some? No, we. But you know, we would get taco pizza at Pizza Hut. Okay. And it was pretty good. It's like one of those nostalgic things where it's kind of gross, but yeah, you you grew up eating it, so it's you. You know what? After second thought, maybe I would like to eat that again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but taco burgers, no. I don't. No, I don't like taco burgers. Okay. The bun is too much. Yeah. Okay, um, this really gets me into your taco soul. Favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos? Something that really mm-hmm. fires you up, gets you ready to eat. Like, what do you listen to in the car when you're on your way to go to record Open Belly? Well, ha- I have a two-year-old son, so mostly in the car we listen to uh, PJ Masks theme song. That's a, but, that's a great um, one. Have you heard the song It's Raining Tacos? Yes. Yeah, so that's always being played. <laughs> My it's nephew sings tacos. that all the time. Yeah. But no, I think a song that gets me really pumped up is um, Silence because I have a two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so when he's not in the car. Yeah. It's like, let's take a moment of silence for this food we're about to, to eat. Okay. Yeah. That or Raining Tacos. Raining Tacos. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is the time of the show called Taco to Me. Taco to me like lovers do. Do you have a taco-related question to ask me? Pretend I am a guest on Open Belly. Mm. Something in-depth. Something that might make me cry. Yeah. I think the thing I always want to ask my guests is, how do you want people to feel like when they meet you? Like, What is your mission? What is your passion? And what kind of legacy do you want to leave? And what do you want to add to the community? I mean, I know this is like a comedy show, but <laughs> this beyond is making a comedy people show? laugh... <laughs> This is a mostly political and culinary. Okay, right. But I guess my question (laughs) for you is like, what do you want people to remember you by? But not just your taco podcast. Like, what do you, what's your true life purpose? That's a good question. Um, You know, I like to, I came up with this trademark. It's called Spark Joy. It's my, I came up with it. You came up with it? Yeah. And I haven't heard of anybody else that uses it Mm -hmm. anywhere. But I just like to spark joy in in people. But you're not even saying that with a straight face. (laughs) You're deflecting. (laughs) Okay, let me ask you a different question. Is, has there been a moment in your life that has pivotally changed your purpose? In in taco wise? Just in general. Does this have to be taco themed? Yeah, it's oh. a taco question. Ugh. You have a taco question you'd like to ask well, me. Well, I wanted yeah. to get a little deeper yeah. than that. Frame it as a taco question. 
Okay. Was there a time in your life, something that's, you know, you've gone through or that's happened to you that has pivotally changed your life and then you went and ate tacos later? (laughs) Um, Yeah, for sure. I think when I first got to college and you first have that freedom, being able to eat whatever you want and you're not, you don't have to eat what mom and dad cook every day Mm -hmm. and you really venture out there and you, you meet new people, new culture, new food, and then you discover new restaurants, new tacos. That freshman year of college when you discover, oh, there's a Taco John's right next mm-hmm. door. Or, oh, I can drive 15 minutes and go to Taco Tico. And that just really opened up my taco eyes and mm-hmm. said, oh my gosh, I could eat all of these tacos. So during, and I won't get in, in trouble. During that period, did you did a lot change for you? Like you found your true... I gained a lot self, of weight. Gained a lot of weight, yeah. Yeah, I had to get a lot of new clothes. My yeah. old clothes did not fit me anymore. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it made me think, um, you know, there's a lot out there in the world. There's a lot of tacos that need to be eaten. And... Maybe in 15 years, I'll do a podcast about it. Mm -hmm. I remember that moment. And then somebody was like, and I was like saying it out loud. And someone was like, what's a podcast? And I was like, there will be something called a podcast and I will make it about tacos. And so after taco ministry, what's the ultimate goal? Because they probably have term limits on that. You mean I'll... On like once the being the taco minister in Kansas City, the four-year term limit. Well, eight. I could go. Na- I could go national with it. I could go to the White House. Okay. Um, Washington D.C. Would you advise that? Um, where, where do you think I should go with it? You could be, um, you know, anything you want to be. You you have the opportunity to take tacos wherever. <laughs> I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> but I truly do think you are doing good for this community. I know you're you have a smirk on your face and you're trying to be kind of cute about it, but you are, I mean, you're highlighting a lot of really worthy small businesses. You're talking to, to people who are making this place a great place to live and raise a family. And, um, I think Kansas city is a, a great city that's going to continue to see a lot of growth. And, um, it's people like you who are highlighting not only the businesses, but then like the creators and the artists and the people that are in the city doing cool things. And, um, that's admirable. I would like to do more taco art across mm. the city too. Right. Taco mural. Have you seen my taco mural? No. Oh. I was joking. You really no, have yeah. one? Yeah. Oh. At a Mission Taco joint on the plaza. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that was your mural. The main big one. I'm going to go take a in selfie in the main with room. it. Yeah. Tacos in space. It's kind of a dream. I have seen it. I, I've okay. been to that Mission right. Taco. Yeah. I do taco paintings. You could sell those for a lot of money and maybe the proceeds could go to, I don't know to my taco fund to do the show (laughs) because that's what I really need. Mm -hmm. This is the end of our time here today. Open Belly, 10 episodes of the first season are up right now. Yep. Where can you find those? So you can find those on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or you can just go to openbellypodcast.com and you can stream them there too. And season two is coming this fall. Yeah, it's in the works right now. I can't say too much about it, but I'm really excited about the stories that we're going to be sharing and the food we're going to be talking about. So it'll be really fun. And we will find the answer to the cliffhanger from season one. Yeah, you, you can follow us on social media at Open Belly and we'll be keeping you updated on uh, Pirate's Bone Burgers, which should be opening in the crossroads very soon. Thanks again for being on the show. Thanks for bringing me to Red Kitchen and introducing me to these Baraco breakfast tacos. We still don't know what they... Were they tacos? Were they burritos? We may never know, mm-hmm. but they were delicious. And it's it's still early in the morning. We still have a full day. 
of maybe going over to Gomer's Liquors and just hanging out here in Lenexa. Mm-hmm. Maybe going by the, where they have the spinach festival, seeing the spinach statue in the yeah. park. Mm-hmm. And just spending all of our time in Lenexa and honoring Lenexa. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. And what's your what's your Instagram handle again? All right. At Open Belly. At Open Belly. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we end the show today? Mm, not that I can think <laughs> of. I just want to apologize again about the taco mix-up. <laughs> it's all right. We got through it. They were delicious. Yeah. And I turned mine. Hey, let me just set the record straight. I turned mine into a taco. Yeah. I yeah. opened the burrito and they weren't folded on the end. So the, are those really real burritos? Like I said, the world may never know. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Danielle, for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for talking tacos with me. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi. Thanks to the band Sun Eaters, who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And until next time, go, go eat, eat some, some tacos! tacos. Oh, gee. Taco the Town, Taco the Town.